good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in Revelation, and we are ready to read chapter 13. Now, at the end of chapter 12, as you may remember, I was kind of, I was kind of ready just to keep going. Uh, at the end of chapter 12, the dragon was enraged with the woman and went off to ra- wage war. I have trouble saying wage war. For some reason, I want to say rage war. But anyway, goes off. He is enraged and he wants to wage war on her children or her seed. And those, those are Christians. These are, uh, I'll say it the way it says here, those who keep and obey the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. So, that's us. That's Christians. And he wants to wage war on us, of course. He wants to deceive us, seduce us, destroy us. He wants us to die. Spiritually, really, eternally die. Okay? That's what he wants. We want to make sure that we know our enemy, and that's what he wants. Okay? If we know that, then we can better fight against that. One way in which the world is deceived is they don't recognize their enemy. They don't know their enemy is there. And that's, that's, that makes it difficult. Alright. So anyway, so that's the end of chapter 12. The dragon is enraged and he goes off to make war against the Christians. We're ready to read chapter 13. This is uh, Revelation chapter 13. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. And the dragon, Satan, stood on the sandy shore of the sea. Then I saw a vicious beast coming up out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, and on his horns were ten royal crowns, or diadems again, or diadems, and on his head were blasphemous names. And the beast that I saw resembled a leopard, but his feet were like those of a bear, and his mouth was like that of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his throne and great authority. I saw one of the heads, which one of his heads, which seemed to have a fatal wound, but his fatal wound was healed, and the entire earth followed after the beast in amazement. They fell down and worshipped the dragon because he gave his authority to the beast. They also worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like as great as the beast, and who is able to wage war against him? And the beast was given a mouth, the power of speech, uttering great things and arrogant and blasphemous words. And he was given freedom and authority to act and do as he pleased for forty-two months, three and a half years. And he opened his mouth to speak, blasphemies, abusive speech, slander against God, to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and those who live in heaven. He was also permitted to wage war against the saints, God's people, and to overcome them in authority and power over every tribe and people and language and nation. All the inhabitants of the earth will fall down and worship him, everyone whose name has not been written since the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb, who has been slain as a willing sacrifice. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is destined for captivity, he will go into captivity. If anyone kills with a sword, he must be killed with a sword. 
Here is the call for the patient endurance and the faithfulness of the saints, which is seen in the response of God's people to difficult times. So this is a hard bit to read here and, and possibly understand, but it says all the inhabitants of the earth will fall down and worship him, everyone whose name has not been written in the book of life, basically, which means all non-Christians, people who are not Christians, people who are Christian will not, will not fall down and worship him. Because we know better. We know not to fall down and worship someone like this. <clears throat> no matter how deceptive it is, no matter what the miracle is, and see there appears to be some miracle that goes on here where his head, one of his head seems to have a fatal wound but it's healed. And then the entire earth follows the beast in amazement. So there is something there we, we will know better, though. God's people, we have the Bible, we know better than to worship someone. Especially someone on this earth. Now, he says here in verse 10, If anyone is destined for captivity, he will go into captivity. If anyone kills with a sword, he must be killed with a sword. So I think that's a warning for us that we need to have patience. It says here is the call for the patient endurance and faithfulness of the saints. We must trust in the Lord. We must trust in God. And we must be patient and faithful. That's for those of us who are here at that time. It could be that because we do not fall down and worship that we will be taken into some form of captivity. But better to be patient and endure and be faithful than to, to worship something we know is not real, we know is not God. Alright. Then I saw another beast rising up out of the earth. Now remember the first one, the first beast we see is the beast from the sea or oceans. Okay, so then I saw another beast rising up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb and he spoke like a dragon. He exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence when the two are together. And he makes the earth and those who inhabit it worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. He performs great signs, awe-inspiring acts, even making fire fall from the sky to the earth, right before people's eyes. And he deceives those unconverted ones who inhabit the earth into believing him because of the signs which he is given by Satan to perform in the presence of the first beast telling those who inhabit the earth to make an image to the beast who was fatally wounded by the sword and has come back to life. And he is given power to give breath to the image of the beast so that the image of the beast will even appear to speak and cause those who do not bow down and worship the image of the beast to be put to death. Also, he compels all, the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead, and that's to signify allegiance to the beast, 
and that no one will be able to buy or sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let the person who has enough insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the imperfect number of a man, and his number is 666. So this is one of the prophecies that I know that concerns a lot of people. But I want to back up for a minute. Now this is another beast that comes up out of the earth. And he also, this beast, whatever it may be, also uh, performs you know, great signs, but also causes people to worship the first beast. I'm a little confused. Maybe I'm wrong here. Let's see. Um, like a, Let's see. So another great beast. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spoke like a dragon. He exercises all authority of the first beast in his presence when the two are together. And he makes the earth and those who inhabit it worship the first beast. And he deceives those unconverted ones who inhabit the earth into believing because of the signs which he's given by Satan to perform in the presence of the first beast. So this is all about him. And he does perform signs, you know, awe-inspiring acts. So it's something to be aware of that, that whoever these are, whoever these beasts are, that they are going to appear to be miraculous and have great power. So, let's see, I'm going to read this. This is an explanation which kind of makes some sense. And it's just, I'm just reading this as a thought, okay? This is a, a note here in the Amplified Bible. The dragon, who is Satan, stands at the head of an unholy, idolatrous trinity, comprised also of the first beast, who is the Antichrist, and has a healed wound, and the second beast, who is the false prophet, and deceives unbelievers to worship the Antichrist through false signs. So, the first beast being the Antichrist and the second beast being the, the false prophet from Satan. So that's important to think of and realize. Now, the first beast, the Antichrist, with the uh, seven heads and on his horns were ten royal crowns. That's the royal crowns. Um, from a note here, represent political, royal, or military power. So, then there's the representation of the animal, which may which may represent older, um, I guess, older sinful nations in a way. Like, uh, well. I guess I won't get into that too much. It's a representation because the beast is said to resemble a leopard, but its feet were, feet were like a bear, its mouth was like a lion. So, so this is something to note and just to realize that we are called upon, if we are here in these times, at this time, if we see this type of thing going on, first of all, just know that Jesus is not coming back 
to the earth like like this to perform signs and miracles and hang out like this is talking about um and there's not going to be you know um someone else calling for him to be worshiped like this i mean this this is we're going to know as christians that this is false okay there's going to be even though they're going to have signs, they're going to be able to do miracles or whatever. We're going to know this is false. We're going to know that this is not the Lord. And there will be ways that we will know and signs that we know this is wrong when it happens. And we are called upon to have patient endurance and have faithfulness. Continue to follow God and I think that's the most important thing and if you look at this and think about this just in everyday life this is in a way we go through this every day there's all kinds of things happening in the world that want our attention that want us to believe in other things you know Satan's always trying to deceive us into believing in something other than God and Jesus he wants to deceive us and draw us away from the truth he wants us to follow other things. Okay? And so, sometimes the world is against us. Okay? But we have to have patient endurance, and we must remain faithful and strong following the Lord. And this is just an everyday thing, not to mention here, in this prophecy, if we look toward the future, we're going to need it then, too. If we're here at this time, but even just every day, if I'm looking for a practical application here, which I am, um, we need to follow this every day. We need to make sure that we have patient endurance uh, and that we are staying faithful to God every day, all the time. We don't know when these things are going to happen. They may happen tomorrow. They may happen a hundred years from now. But we need to live like we're going through it now. We need to try to convert others. We need to try to let others know about the message, the gospel. And we need to have patient endurance and continue to follow the Lord. The reason we want to convert others is to save them. It's not for any reason, not any other reason. Not to be mean to them. Certainly not to make ourselves any better than them. Never. We're never better than other people. The Lord is better than other people. God is better than other people. But we're not. It's only through the Lord and God that we are that we are saved, that we have salvation. So, but we want to save as many as we can. And we need to remember, and we need to encourage each other, and remember that we need to have this patient endurance and this faithfulness every day, all the time, so that we do not get pulled off into false doctrine, false teaching, accidentally believing someone who is false and following them instead of the Lord or instead of God. We, we want to be aware of that. The only way to make sure that we're not doing that is to, to read God's Word and understand it as best we can and follow that. If someone is teaching you something and it's not in the Scriptures, then you know, I, I you know I would not go with that. Do not do not follow that. If they're teaching you something and it is in the scriptures, then that's that's someone that you know you know at least they're trying 
and they are um, they are trying to follow the word of God and they are doing so. If someone's teaching you something that's not in the scriptures, it's not correct. You know, you can talk to them about it. Not everyone who has something wrong is a false teacher or evil person. Any of us could have something wrong. And any of us should be willing to be corrected and look at, you know, look at things correctly. Because if, if something's not in the scriptures, then it's not true. It's not correct. And uh, that's just the way it is. When we read through, we need to go by what the Lord says, what God says. We need to follow what they're telling us. Um, nothing in the scriptures, nothing in any of the epistles goes against anything that God or Jesus said beforehand. The epistles are just more explanation and more clarification on things that are already known. Really, Jesus, <laughs> when you look at it, what he did was he brought forward the important weighty matters of the law and he pointed those out and really clarified how we're supposed to be and what we're supposed to do but all those things can be found back in the old law they mistakenly had gotten muddied up with a lot of traditions and a lot of other things but Jesus brought all this forward into the new covenant and he says, look, these are the important things. These are what we need to do. This needs to be in our hearts. So it's good to remember that. And wow, I'm getting off on a tangent, so forgive me there. But, you know, I don't want any of us to be deceived. Even accidentally, I don't want us to be deceived and follow uh, someone who is wrong. There's going to be, like here, there's going to be a false messiah, which is the Antichrist, and a false prophet which is the second beast who's going to try to get people to worship and perform miracles and all this. So, And behind it all, of course, is going to be Satan trying to deceive and seduce the world, and we do not want to be deceived. All right. So that is Revelation chapter 13. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.